Thanks for listening to the Woodward Podcast Network. Check out more shows by searching for us on Spreaker or wherever you catch your podcasts. The Woodward Podcast Network with Krupka Dental Associates. Hello, this is Dr. John Krupka from Krupka Dental. We now have the Saleo Laser. You can have your fillings done without needles nor drills. We are a full-service dental office and always accepting new patients. To learn more about me and my friendly team, visit KrupkaDental.com. Good morning, everyone. Hello and welcome in to a Tuesday edition of Focus Fox Valley. I'm your host, Haley Tenpass. We are here in the Myron Construction Studios of WHBY. The fog has lifted just a bit. Uh, Still some hazy conditions out there, but uh, a big improvement from what I drove into earlier today. Maybe some of our listeners also had to drove, drive through uh, uh, a tricky tricky fog this morning. But, you know, some warmer temperatures are on the way, which is some great news. And that's what we get in the springtime, right? <laughs> All right. I'm so glad that you have joined us here today uh, for conversations highlighting the people and the organizations that help to make our community thrive. We are so glad you are here and uh, pull up a seat. We've got some great Great things to talk about today. This first hour of the show is brought to you by our friends over at Sturdivant and Associates. You'll find them in the old train station depot in Nina, 500 North Commercial Street. Eric and Carl, they are there for you. If you find yourself overwhelmed in the midst of or in the thick of Medicare, Medicaid, trying to figure out that those details, they're there to kind of help you navigate those things. And they've got free advice for you if you want to give them a call. Uh, they're willing to sit down and, and have a chat with you for about 15 minutes. You can call them at 920-969-1956 to connect with the folks over at Sturdivant and Associates. All right. We've got a spotlight on local theater here today. The Xavier Fine Arts Program putting together quite the spring lineup. And Jim Romanesco joins us here in studio. Hi, Jim. Hi, Haley. How are you? I'm so excited to have you with us today. Oh, I'm thrilled to be here. We had a lot of fun the last time. We did. You were here. And I said, we got to bring Jim back. And of course, there is a, a couple productions to talk about. We sure do. Yeah, and but spring break happening right now for the theater. Yeah, we're on spring break. It's kind of a weird thing because uh, we have our first production coming up this spring is The Little Shop of Horrors, and that show opens three days after we come back from our spring break. So last Thursday, we had the equivalent of a final dress rehearsal, all the lights, all the microphones, the live orchestra, the um, scenery and everything. And now the kids are gone for uh, a week and three days. And so it's a good character test when they come back. They have to... What do you remember? They're practicing, <laughs> yeah, and they'll come together very quickly. It's it's so drilled into them, but it's a little, you know, that's a, a strange thing because usually you have a straight line right up until opening night. Let's take a few steps back. Tell us why Little Shop of Horrors was picked, and we'll get into, I guess, the, the, uh, the base of the show as well. Sure. The last uh, two shows that we've done... Uh, 
Um, I, you know, I'm so sick of saying, and I'm sure people are sick of hearing, because of the pandemic, because of the pandemic. But it's a reality that we're all living with. Right. And so um, we chose shows that were reviews. And a review is a show that doesn't necessarily have characters in it, but is a series of themed songs. And um, uh, we chose those shows because we had to be ready with literally no notice at all to have someone just out of the shows. And at that time, it was 10 days. Now we're used to, you know, a shorter time being out. But even five days, if it's on a show weekend, is going to be very devastating. So um, those shows are, we had a great deal of fun. We had a great response to them. One was a 60s review called Spin. Um, The other one was a Broadway review called All Together Now. Something interesting about that show is that one of the companies who grants the rights to do musicals called Music Theater International, MTI, put that show together for schools and community theaters to do. And you might remember from us talking about it last time that there were 42,000 productions of that around the world Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. all on one weekend. And they they gave it to schools and community groups to do at a very low cost to help them get back on their feet after being hit so hard with so many productions canceled over the last year and a half. Wow. Yeah. And now they've put another one together for junior um, shows for middle schools. So we hope some of our friends who do the middle school shows will take that up. But anyway, uh, our, our, we were, the adults and our kids were just dying to do a Broadway show, back to a Broadway show with characters and everything. Uh, so Little Shop is a little bit smaller show. It's not 42nd Street, you know, or one of the, or Les Mis or one of those shows that takes a million people. Yes. And we still had to be able to double up. So we have an alternate program in Little Shop of Horrors, which is kind of like an understudy thing. Those kids have, have no guarantee that they'll ever go on. But what a character builder and, and what a team builder to have those kids um, – shadowing the people who are in the leads, knowing all their musical parts and knowing all their lines and all their staging. We call it blocking in theater. And uh, so uh, we picked a show that was a little bit smaller that way, but it hasn't turned out to be such a small show. We have a cast of 27, which is a little bit smaller than our usual cast, but um, holy cow, this is a production that is crazy. If you don't know, uh, for listeners who don't know what Little Shop of Horrors is about, they might remember a film year, from the 80s, I believe it was, with Rick Moranis. And um, it's about this nerdy guy who works in a flower shop, and he's kind of aimlessly wandering through life. And um, he becomes the owner of a small plant that looks kind of like a Venus flytrap. Um, and Now, this is where things go south for some people, but you have to remember it's a very tongue-in-cheek and very, very funny show. Um, He finds out that the plant will only grow if he feeds it blood, some of his blood. So he pricks his finger on some thorns and finds out by accident in a very, very funny scene um, that the plant uh, wants some of his blood. And he's led into all kinds of doing all kinds of bad things that he never intended to do, but all with the best of intentions. And the music is by Alan Menken and Howard Ashman. Alan Menken is a name that some people might recognize, but, I mean, this guy wrote the scores for, this was his first show, and uh, but he went on to write the scores for Aladdin and The Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast and mm-hmm. show after show after show after show. He's the main writer for Disney. And... Um, 
just just fantastic music. It's based on a weird little cult film that came out in the early 1960s, and so they've set the show in the 1960s, and the music is all that that style, kind of a duopy kind of thing. And there's a, a, a group of three girls called the Urchins, and their names are Crystal, Ronette, and Chiffon. And if you're a, a person of a certain age like me, you remember <laughs> that your older sisters had records by girl groups that had all those three names. And they sing so like the girls groups from the 60s. And um, we have just such a talented cast. And so we're, we've just had an absolute blast putting it together. So much fun to spend time with the kids and, and working on that. And we're so excited to share it with our audiences. Yeah, it really is one of those classic Broadway shows that you have to put on your bucket list to see. Absolutely. If you haven't seen it, it's really and and the the presentation of it. I mean, you can see a movie, and there were rumors right before the pandemic that they were going to remake the movie, kind oh. of like, kind of like they did with West Side Story. And a lot of people don't know that that film those those films were in the works. West Side Story was supposed to come out last Christmas, like a year and three months ago, and they put it on hold because of the pandemic. And as we know, it came out at this Christmas time, and it was a huge hit. I don't believe they started the film um, of the new film of Little Shop, but if you haven't seen it, you it's a show that you just absolutely have to see on stage because there's a whole another realm of production involved in this show because the plants are portrayed by a set of four ever-increasing in size puppets, the smallest one being about a foot high, and um, the largest one, and I'm not kidding you at all, it's the pod is eight feet long. And it's just huge. It takes over the whole stage. And we have had so much fun putting that together. We we rented that plant. I was going to ask about yeah. it because everyone knows that there's the looks like a Venus flytrap in the show. Right, right. And it gets very large. So I was going to yes. ask if you made it or rented it or what the deal was. Uh, yes. You know, originally I did this show once before about 18 years ago. And at that time in the script, they um, gave you plans for the original design. The original designer was Marty Robinson, who is a Muppets designer. Oh, now, that would doesn't make sense. that makes total <laughs> sense? Although, you know, all kinds of stuff that the Muppets wouldn't do. Uh, but, uh, very, very funny. And um, so we, yeah, we rented our plants from a, a company called River Bottom Productions in um, Minneapolis. And one of the reasons we chose it, you know, it, the thing is, Haley, the theater, you were in theater, so you know, we really, you do these shows and the audience comes and everything, but the real, real reason for doing the shows is for the kids who are involved course, in the show. Yeah. And so this is a great one to get back into because the, the big challenge of any musical is always all the coordination, lights, sounds, microphone, orchestra. And um, now this has a very, very huge additional uh, burden or joy, you could say, of having these plants. And so there are people who are inside of them making them work, you know, and it's like working an exercise machine at a gym. Not that I know that much about that, but that's, <laughs> that's what the motion's like. And so the thing that was great about Riverbottom is the, this Josh Barnd, the guy who built the plant and designed it, came to school, oh, delivered great. the plants, 
did all the setup on them um, and showed the kids how to move them around and showed the kids how to operate them. And he's done dozens and dozens and dozens of productions. That's so fabulous. it was a great additional experience for our kids. Yeah. And I think one thing listeners might not know is all the uh, trading or sharing of props and costumes that also goes on behind the scenes. <laughs> Very much so. Between other departments and other school districts too. Right. And so, yes, exactly. In in all of in the middle of all of this, completely unrelated to this show, we rented an entire set out um, two weeks ago, and it came back this past Sunday to um, a school in Fond du Lac who is doing um, the uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Willy Wonka, the musical, and um, and packed that set back into our warehouse, and it's going back out in a couple of weeks for somebody who's doing a completely different show. But we do do a lot of, of trading, and all the theater groups around here are very open with each other and very helpful. It makes it happen. Other. It makes it happen. Well, mm-hmm. it's good re- It's good stewardship of your resources, too. Absolutely. Right. Jim Romanesco is joining us here today uh, with our Spotlight on Local Theater with the Xavier Fine Arts Program. Little Shop of Horrors runs uh, March 24th. Fourth through the twenty sixth, correct? That's right. And you can get tickets at the Xavier Theater uh, website, xaviertheater.com. and we'll get you more details on on who's in the play. And I'm going to play a little something from the show. If you don't necessarily know the show, you might recognize the music. So stick with us. We're talking with Jim here, and we'll return with more of Focus Fox Valley right after this. things were bad but now they're okay suddenly Seymour is standing beside you you don't need no makeup don't have to pretend suddenly Seymour here to provide you sweet understanding Seymour's your friend nobody ever treated me kindly daddy left early mama was poor I'd meet a man and I'd follow him blindly he'd snap his fingers me I'd say sure Suddenly, Seymour is standing beside me. He don't give me So maybe our listeners are going, oh, I know that song. Well, this is Suddenly Seymour from Little Shop, from Little Shop of Horrors. And uh, Jim and I were just talking during the break uh, about some upcoming PAC shows that we're excited oh, for. What oh, what a my great goodness. season. <laughs> what a great season they have put together, right? And we had we missed the reveal because I've never missed it before, but we had rehearsal that oh, day. So, of course, yeah. we couldn't go. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the PAC, boy, they're doing such a great job of bringing everyone back and being safe and careful. And the protocols, I have a couple of former students who work there, and the protocols that they have and that the Broadway 
people have to keep everyone safe. Just unbelievable. Well, you mentioned earlier, too, that you have uh, a full cast of understudies for Little Shop of Horrors as well. And it, it makes me think of what Broadway and what other touring uh, oh, crazy. have had to deal with. Yeah. There, you know, we and had the, the instant, show. Yeah. We had the show Come From Away. It has mm-hmm. 12 people mm-hmm. in it. Mm-hmm. And there was a, a couple there were a couple days on Broadway when they came back. It was one of the first shows to come back and they filmed it. And um, when they were about two months in and the Omicron started kicking in, they had one show where they had nine understudies on of the 12 and even some that they had to pull from the tour in, and fly in from it. different parts mm. of the world, as I understand it, to do to keep doing the show on Broadway. They're, they are going crazy and they're working so hard to keep their industry alive it's it's unbelievable it really is unbelievable but again it it brought a little perspective to how hard these 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 performers work and knowing two three sometimes four different roles all at once right it's mind-boggling yeah oh uh, you know i have a friend that was in the lion king he knew nine oh. roles oh nine different gosh. roles and that's not unusual and if all the blocking and the costume changes and, everything yeah and to be on the one side of the stage one night and the other side of the stage the other night and, and all that blocking and can you imagine now Hamilton is one of the shows that's coming back and of course everybody loves that if you haven't seen that show you know it it is unbelievable the movement in that show is just absolutely crazy and I I I mean, I do this for a living, and I can't for the life of me imagine how they keep track of all that movement and the people who are called swings who who have to cover all those different parts. At a moment's notice. Right, right, yeah. right. <laughs> a yeah. moment's notice. I, I have a friend that was in Jersey Boys. In fact, he was in it la- the last two times it came to Appleton, and he, when that tour closed, he sent a thing to all of us, and it was a daily record of every time Every part time he went on, he covered five different roles, Mm. I think. One of the Jersey Boys or two of the Jersey Boys and then a bunch of the smaller parts. He sent out a documentation of every time that he had gone on and the the least amount of time he had was 15 minutes. And sometimes it's even worse than that. There are many, many stories about people who go on in the middle of a performance at inter- after intermission, you know, the performer becomes sick or something mm. like that, and they have to take over. The thing that's great for us is we talk about educating our kids. So we talk about making lemonade out of those lemons, you know. And one thing is, you know, on Broadway, this is business, and they're just doing everything they can to keep it going. In in our case, with the um, alternates that we have, it's a fantastic chance for them to learn how Broadway produces because they always have multiple understudies and swings and alternates and replacements and there's there's about six different terms. If you're ever if you're really a geek like me, go online sometime and just Google understudy and and read about all the different ways that things happen with that kind of stuff. It's it's absolutely fascinating. I like to to go on TikTok a little bit at night and I follow a couple of accounts that are people in Broadway performances Mm -hmm. and they'll talk about how well I had an hour's notice today and I'm background dancer number four today you know just little things like that and again it gives you that perspective of how much work goes into all of this right right Mm -hmm. it's huge you know it's a huge industry because people don't really realize it because our only knowledge um, except for the PAC around here is you know community theater or school theater but this is their career they go on vacation. They have babies. Mm-hmm. You know, they have opportunity mm-hmm. to leave, and they're unionized. Uh, Broadway actors and stagehands, directors, choreographers are all unionized. And so there's a huge amount to that, a huge amount. 
I do want to talk about Little Shop a little bit more, if that's okay. Well, okay. <laughs> this is why we, we booked the full hour, though. Jim and I have so much fun talking about one of our favorite things is the theater. Uh, I do want to ask, though, about um, uh, tickets. And this is going to co- be coming up very quickly. Uh, so fill us in, Jim, on, on, on where people can find tickets, all that fun stuff. Sure. Well, we have... Um, a- uh, the first thing I need to tell you is that we're on spring break, as I said, and so our box office is closed, and we are rooting for all of our fans to gobble up some really good savings and save <laughs> some green. Um, and while the box office people are away, the ticket sellers will play on our end, and we have a huge sale going on, and we have tickets for Little Shop that are available right now. You can only get them online. You can't call in, but right now, if you go online to get your tickets, the adult tickets are only $6, and students and senior tickets are only $5, and that's about half price. Excellent. So um, this is a great opportunity to get in there. We still have good seats. We have, you know, our, our theater seats, 749. I always laugh that we couldn't get that one last seat in there. But um, but uh, it's not it's not a big barn of a theater. It's you know feels very intimate. So you can have uh, great seats no matter where you're sitting. We do have terraced seating in the back, fully accessible. Everything's on one level. Um, if you're in the terraces, you might have a couple steps to go up, but we can really accommodate anyone who wants to come to the show. And um, uh, the way that you could get tickets, so I'm going to encourage you to go on t- and get the online and get those sale tickets is at xaviertheater.com. And then there'll be links there. You'll see the Little Shop of Horrors logo, and um, you can click. It says "Get Tickets," and you can click them right there. Um, many different ways to do them. You can just order them yourself online and have them held at the box office. You can print your own tickets, and they also they do have a um, a uh, call a phone service um, from our ticket vendor. Uh, which is in Las Vegas, and they will take care of ordering the tickets for you. So if you're put off by having to order them online, you can still get these sale tickets by calling the call center. And I don't have that number right with me. I bet that Haley has it. While the I'm box me- office number? No, the, the call center number is probably toward the bottom a little I'll bit. I'll see if more. I can find I'll it. I'll keep yapping away here, and she'll <laughs> she'll come through for us. We'll see if we can find it. Why don't yeah. we take an, a short break? I have today's uh, garden bite to share with our listeners. So oh, we'll I can't do that. Wait. I know. So We'll take a short break. We're back with more with Jim Romanesco with Xavier Fine Arts here in just a moment. Stick with us. Once again, welcome back to Focus Fox Valley here on WHBY. We are talking and putting a spotlight on local theater today with the Xavier Fine Arts Program. And Jim Romanesco joins us here today. And we just detailed Little Shop of Horrors again that is coming to the Xavier Theater March 24th, 25th, and 26th. Some evening and a matinee on the 26th for you to check out. And I was able to find the phone number for our listeners. So if you want to call for tickets, you can call 866-967-8167. 
between 8 a.m. and 7 p.m. every day. And that's if you don't want to go online and do There is a small fee associated with that. Um, they can have your tickets at will call, or you can have the tickets mailed to you. So there's a small fee associated with that because that's a third-party vendor. You can also call, once our box office opens um, Spring Monday, break right now, yep. Spring break, so they're closed, <laughs> right? But they're going to reopen on Monday, and our show week is next week. Um, so they're open on Monday, and that number is a local number, 920-733-8840. And our friendly staff right here in Appleton would be happy to help you. Yeah, let's get those seats filled. Almost 800 seats to fill. It's yeah. phenomenal. Yep, that's right. And the kids work really hard, and it means a great deal for them to have a great audience response, which we've had even, you know, our show that we did last spring was limited to mm-hmm. 125 people in that mm. big theater. But once the lights went out, man, you would swear it was full to capacity. It was, the audiences were so enthusiastic to get back. Oh. Yeah, and the kids were thrilled by that. So that's great. Well, another show we wanted to talk about today oh, yeah. is uh, All Rise, the Northeast Wisconsin Passion Play, as it is the, the Lenten season. Easter is coming up. And this play is a, a musical drama. That's correct. And it's all about the life of Christ. It is. It uh, it begins with him calling the apostles, and it uses mostly contemporary uh, Christian music. It's you know the Northeast Wisconsin Passion Play doesn't have the most happy ring to it, but it is mostly about uh, Jesus's life and his teachings, and of course the resurrection, and um, it is. Uh, just a beautiful, beautiful show. Um, if you're someone who wants your children to understand what that story is about, this is a great way to show them. It's only about an hour and 40 minutes long. It's um, that there's nothing in that show that the kids wouldn't understand. And more importantly, there's nothing in it that's extremely graphic that would be off-putting to parents or have them be afraid of bringing kids to see the show. It's very much about the positive, loving teachings of Christ, and um, our cast is phenomenal. The, the music is just amazing. Uh, Joshua Verstegen, who plays Jesus for us, has a voice that you could sit and listen to for hours and hours and hours at a time. And this is something that is not just exclusive to the high school level, correct? Right. That's a, This is a community theater show. We have kids in it all the way from about fourth grade up through senior citizen. And this is our 11th year, I think, of producing that show. It, tell us about the history of it, Jen. Yeah, yeah. well, it's interesting. We, um, you know, we have a very successful Christmas show, um, Christmas Stars, that we talked about last time I was here. And... Um, uh, we thought, you know, well, maybe we want to try this. And so it's in its second iteration, and um, we just developed it. It's a, a little bit smaller show. It's a very different feel, but a lot of the same people and um, the same production company. So if you've seen the Christmas show, you might be interested in seeing um, this Lenten-themed show, an Easter-themed show. It's um, There's a lot of dancing in it. You know, we do the wedding at Cana as a huge dance number. Um, very, very, um, just the music just grabs you and lifts you up. And uh, the All Rise title comes from the name of the very the final song in the show, uh, which is called All Rise, based on a, a popular song that now, I mean, I say contemporary Christian, it's probably 35 years old now, by uh, a Christian artist named Babby Mason. And it is, it is just the most unbelievably uplifting a song you could 
you could possibly hear at this time of year. It's just fabulous. And everyone who's in this performance, volunteering of their time. That's right. Correct. Mm-hmm. And, and, and kind of working together to get this to get this done. Absolutely. We have a lot of people returning. As you can imagine, it's quite a challenge to do two shows they, that open two weeks apart. Actually, opening nights are two weeks apart. The, the opening night of the second show is only about a week and a half away from the closing night of the first show. So, And two very, very different shows, very by different. the way. <laughs> um, but um, but uh, if you're a person who um, enjoys theater or or just enjoys music, either one of the shows would be great to come to. But All Rise has a very, very special place in our hearts. And it's really, it's really kind of cool because the people, you know, you can see, um, you know, other shows that might have something like this or, or watch a movie, you know. You never know what's really behind it. These people that are in this show are doing this because it's a mission of theirs. They, they, you know, we, a lot of people talk about giving up something for Lent. And in the last several years, that's still a thing, but it's kind of, uh, there's another layer of giving something to people for Lent. And for a lot of mm. our cast members, this is it. And for me, myself, this is it, to do this extra work and and um, give something that's going to inspire people and move them. It's a, it's a very, very moving show. Yeah. We have to take a short break, but when we come back, uh, we'll get our listeners those show dates and times and let you know how to find tickets. And we'll wrap up our, our time with Jim here. So stick with us. We've got more conversation on the way as we talk with Jim Romanesco with the Xavier High School Theater Department. Stick with us. More Focus Fox Valley is straight ahead. Welcome back. A few minutes left to go here in our first hour of Focus Fox Valley. Coming up at the top of the hour, your CBS and local news updates, a weather check-in, and then we're connecting with United Way Fox City's funded programs. But right now, Jim Romanesco is here with the Xavier Fine Arts Program. We just got done talking about Little Shop of Horrors, which runs March 24th through the 26th, and All Rise, the Northeast Wisconsin Passion Play, which is coming up April 7th through the 10th. Both will be here before we know it, Jim. <laughs> That's right. That's the truth. Wow. Uh, and again, uh, I want to mention a couple of things. First, I-, I love this note about your matinee performance on April 4th. And I believe Little Shop has this as well. But you provide some interpretation um, for, for those who are deaf or hard of hearing. A wonderful thing to do for the audience. Right. Um, we do not have it for Little Shop this okay, year, this just sh- because things are a little bit tricky getting them all going and, you know, things. But with, we always do that for the Christmas show. And we always do it for the um, the Easter show. And right, Erin Reed, who is... Um, a fantastic interpreter. In fact, she interprets at the PAC as well for their Broadway shows. Um, comes in every year. Um, she's has a connection to the show. She has family members involved in it. Uh, she studies the show and she does a great, um, uh, a great interpretation of the show. And we have a special seating area where she's in line with uh, where the people would be 
uh, seating who need those services, they can see her, and then right behind her, they can see the show going on, so they don't miss her or have to look away from the stage. And yeah, it is. It's a it's a nice thing that we have. Yeah, that inclusivity uh, is so important. Very much so. Very much so. And we have. Um, um, I should mention about All Rise that we do have a ticket sale going on at the same time. This is through Sunday for both shows. Um, it's not quite as deep a discount, but it is two dollars off all. Um, adult and senior tickets for the Friday and Saturday evening shows. The matinees for that show really fill up. Uh, You know, people don't know what's going on in their own little town of Appleton, but can you believe it? We have 10 busloads of people coming in to see the All Rise um, Passion Play on Saturday and a few less on Sunday, but also huge. Um, Often for our Christmas show, which runs two weekends, We'll have 30 to 35 busloads of wow. people who travel from around the state, Illinois, um, northern Michigan, to come and see the show. So it's uh, it's well known outside our region as well as right here. But we do want people to take advantage of those uh, discounts. And on the Thursday night, the opening night, uh, both for the Christmas show and the Easter show, it's always a family discount night. So there's a deep discount for that night, too. Perfect. Well, again, we are so lucky to have this this talent in our area. Uh, first, with the high schoolers mm-hmm. and what they're about to put on. Unbelievable. Yep. But the way the community comes together too for performances like All Rise, um, it, it's a great thing to have, and we need to keep that local theater alive, right. folks. Right. And can you believe we have two? We have several students, not two. We have several students who are doing both of the shows. They're rehearsing that. both of them mm. at the same time. Wow. Wow. <laughs> the theater geeks like me. <laughs> well, we love them. And uh, again, uh, don't. Miss these performances. Little Shop of Horrors, March 24th through the 26th, and All Rise, the Northeast Wisconsin Passion Play, running April 7th through the 10th. Uh, a couple of websites to, to mention, and we'll link those over at whby.com. Don't forget, Xavier's on spring break this week, so you can't go in person, uh, but That's online right. is still possible. Absolutely, or that call center number, right? Excellent. Jim, thank you for being here. Great to be here. It's always so much fun when you stop by, Thanks. and uh, hopefully not as much time between our next our next visits okay Okay, we'll do that excellent thanks jim all right and that is gonna do it for this uh first hour of focus fox valley come on back hour number two again we're talking tax season but there are some great resources for folks in our community who might need a little extra help with that and it's a united way funded program we'll get you those details as well as women who wow us continuing in hour number two of focus fox valley first here's your cbs and local news updates and the sunlight hurts my eyes Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to our number two of Focus Fox Valley. Thrilled that you have joined us as the fog lifts throughout the area. It's about to be a great day here and even better temperatures later on in the week. More forecast details coming your way later on today on Focus Fox Valley. This portion of the show is brought to you by our friends at Bon Voyage Travel Boutique, a locally owned and operated travel agency in beautiful downtown Nina. We just 
learned about this Mediterranean culinary cruise. They are hoping you can be part of uh, later on this year. So check them out for details. And they take care of the details too. Don't worry about lifting a finger in planning that vacation. They take care of it for you. 920-725-2880 is the number to call for those details. All right. Excited to once again highlight the work of United Way Fox Cities here today. And we know that their mission is to build stronger, more caring communities for everyone. And they do do that by focusing on things like health, education, and today, financial stability. One of their goals is to make sure that individuals and families are financially stable. And they do that through promoting financial literacy that will strengthen money management skills and providing financial stability to individuals and families who are low income or are asset limited. Now, something that we all are dealing with right now, we are in the middle of tax season and we'll talk more about those important dates to remember in just a little bit. But today's program is going to highlight a United Way-funded partner in Goodwill of North Central Wisconsin's VITA program, V-I-T-A, V-I-T-A, VITA, 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 it's VITA, there we go. Thank you for the correction. And that stands for uh, Volunteer Income Tax Assistance. We're going to highlight this program today because they're offering free tax help to people who need it. So we're going to highlight this program today and hear from one of the volunteers with the program. First joining us is Jackie Zolp, a VITA site coordinator with Goodwill North Central Wisconsin. Hello to Jackie. Hello, thank you. And we also have with us here today, Leanne Kinek, a VITA volunteer. Hi, Leanne. Hi, Hi, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you both. Okay, so we're talking taxes today. And again, a, a really important thing to talk about. First, I know you know the tax deadline this year. So what date do people need to have in mind? April 18th. April 18th of this year. And we've had some extensions in the past couple of years, but this year, hard deadline, April 18th. Correct. Yes. All right. Let's let's talk with you, Jackie, first. What is VITA? And tell us a little bit about the program. Well, as you said, Val, uh, VITA stands for the Volunteer Income Tax Assistance Program. And it's our program is actually one of many nationwide that the IRS um, partners with various agencies to implement. And as the name indicates, it's volunteer-focused. Uh, we have currently approximately 45 uh, volunteers who certify to prepare taxes for people for free. Um, our income limit is 66000 um, and we provide the free tax preparation to those individuals. Why is this service so important and needed here in the area? Well, there's a lot of people that um, just don't have the uh, funds to uh, pay someone to prepare their taxes for them or the skills to be able to do it themselves. Many people are actually quite um, nervous about doing their own taxes, and things have gotten more complicated, uh, especially with the various credits that are available. And so we're there to make sure that they're receiving all of these credits that they're eligible for and filing an accurate return. It can be really overwhelming when you think about it. All the paperwork you have to gather, making sure the forms are correct and and just wanting to do it correctly, I think I can understand and relate with that feeling. Yes, yes. So we have a very organized process um, 
the taxpayers are filling out intake forms that will identify the various um, items that we need. Uh, we'll go through the we'll, our primary services in person, and we'll go through the, the intake forms with them, make sure we have everything, um, and then scan their documents in, prepare it virtually, and then they come back again for another appointment to pick up the return. Wow, that's a really thoughtful and, and, and wonderful service to provide. Yes, and many people are very thankful for it. And you've been around for, since 2011, is that correct? Yes, I've been there since 2011. The program was actually there back to 2004. Wow, and I've got some, I've got some data points here too. In, in 2021, the program served more than 1,500, 1,580 individuals or families um, with those volunteers that you mentioned. That's incredible. Yes, that, and that was actually down slightly due to COVID. Um, typically, we're between the 1,500 and 1,700 uh, taxpayers that are utilizing our service. And I want to also mention, uh, this is, of course, talking about a United Way partnership here. And Goodwill's VITA program received a $17,000 grant from United Way Fox Cities to kind of help increase awareness about this program and participation in financial and debt solution services and workshops as well. Talk about what that grant did for VITA. So um, part of the grant is being used to do workshops to go out into the community to various agencies and make people aware of the expanded credits for 2021 around earned income credit, um, child and dependent care, as well as the child, the refundable child tax right. credit. Um, there may be people that just aren't aware of how that those credits were expanded. And then it also allowed us to provide additional staffing on site to uh, accommodate any more demand for appointments related to those credits. Wonderful, wonderful. All right, I, I do have another guest in studio here today, a volunteer with VITA. So hello to you, Leanne, once again. Yep, hello. How did you hear about this program, and, and why did you choose to volunteer? I read about it, actually, in the paper about five years ago and thought, well, I do my own taxes. Maybe I could be of help. And so I met Jackie and was just hooked. She provides great training. We take tests to certify ourselves. The first year I just certified basic. Jackie figures out where your talents lie and she encourages us to expand ourselves. So I expanded to advanced and then I don't know. I feel like I live there right now because I love <laughs> it so much. The, the taxpayers really are um, so appreciative. They just are just heart. It's heartbreaking sometimes their stories. Um, so I couldn't imagine not doing it. Yeah, I, I'd love to ask a little bit about uh, what those sessions look like when you meet with an individual or or with a family, perhaps a couple. Um, talk us through the conversations you have and, and what their feedback is in receiving this help. Well, it's it, the process, which Jackie talked about, too, we have they have two appointments. So like when they first come in, which I'm just amazed at the process that they come in, they do the intake with us. So I'll meet individually with someone and go through all their taxes, and they're so nervous. But if they bring actually more than they need to, it's better because we can sort through that. And, mm -hmm. and when I have questions, I go find Jackie, and we wish we could clone her. Mm. Um, and, and we work through it, and we find all those credits of those, that those people are, are able to get and find much more than they've found in the past, I find. Um, and we meet with them, and then the, somebody virtually from home works on their tax return, and then another person works from home and reviews it, and then they come in and they sit down face-to-face -face with us again and go through it, and then Jackie sees it 
if she didn't see it at the review, she sees it again when she, before she submits it. So there are so many eyes on that return that we're catching everything and helping them along the way. Wow. We're going to take a short break, but when we come back, we're going to walk through the process again for our listeners, things like what you need to bring. And we'll also talk about some of the outreach that's available too for those refundable credits for this year's tax year. So stick with us. Uh, some really valuable information here today with VITA, uh, United Way Fox City's funded program. We'll take a short break and return with more details right after this. It's WHBY. Once again, welcome back to Focus Fox Valley. Coming up in about 10 minutes, a quick check on your forecast, and then we are returning to our Women Who Wow Us series. We've got a great conversation coming up with Sharon Hulse, so stick with us as we bring back Women Who Wow Us with Colosso Toyota. Right now, it's our United Way Fox Cities focus, and today, all about taxes. It is tax season, April 18th. April 18th is the day to keep in mind, of course, but if you find yourself in need of assistance and you fit some categories, the organization VITA is able to help you out. They are United Way funded program, um, and VITA is with Goodwill of North Central Wisconsin as well. We're learning more about this here today from Jackie Zolp, a VITA site coordinator at Goodwill North Central Wisconsin, and Leanne Kanek is a VITA volunteer as well. So again, ladies, welcome back to the show. Thank you. And I'd love to talk with you, Jackie. I'll turn to you on this one. Uh, for these clients of yours who come in and, and are utilizing these services, um, what do they need to bring or, or what kind of do they need to have to get them through this process as, as seamlessly as possible? Sure. So um, critically, we need to have their Social Security cards for themselves and everybody on the return, a photo ID, and that's centered around identity theft. So that those are critical pieces, as well as all of, obviously all of their tax documents. We would like them to bring their prior year return 2020 as well as 2019 because there's a special expansion on the earned income credit uh, so we may need to look back at 2019. And uh, and then, obviously, the information on any child tax credit payments they received and then these economic stimulus payments as well. Would you say this year's tax season has come with any additional hiccups because of some of these bonus credits that were received in 2021? There have been a few hiccups. I would say not as many as last year when the law changed in the mid-season. Okay. Yeah. Um, but the IRS started issuing the letters uh, regarding those payments, which has been have been very helpful to us. And many people are bringing in those letters. Um, so that's helped a lot. Uh, we don't have to rely on going out to a website to try to find that information if they have the letter. Okay. Leanne, when it comes to volunteering with, with dealing with, you know, extra paperwork and people sometimes coming with, with all sorts of forms and things, how do you kind of help navigate through that and and maybe help educate the person at the same time about what's really needed when filing taxes? What I find is we have a form, an intake form, and there are many questions on it. And some of the people, when they come in, are really overwhelmed by the intake form and you can see that as they're sitting at the table so I'll just take them and say well we'll, we'll just go through that together and as we go through it each question leads us to do they have a paper that might relate to that and then we open up the envelope and take things out and and sort through and 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 they start to 
learn what papers are tax related and some are just extras and it's always better if they have more than less actually rather than to have left something at home okay so yeah that's great that's great insight Jackie, I'll, I'll ask you about being a United Way uh, partner here, too. What does that partnership mean for this program and having the support um, of the community and of United Way Fox Cities? Well, obviously, um, the funding helps to get the word out in terms of advertising these credits and then supporting us on site with additional staffing to meet any additional demand. So, um I think it's great that we have that outreach capability and the workshops going on in various locations where people might not be aware of the credit or, or the various credits that they have available to them. Sure. And is there an ongoing need for volunteers? You know, I'm looking at Leanne here, but uh, <sighs> what is your volunteer status and are you in need of more help perhaps? Um, we have right now about 45 volunteers. I would say at this point we are not recruiting during the season for more, but we're always in need of volunteers, and that, that starts up in the fall, and the educational materials start then and the certifying process as well. Okay. And Leanne, as, as, a, as a volunteer, why would you encourage people to maybe consider, especially if they maybe you know, enjoy filing taxes? <laughs> you know, I know that they're out there. I would say that the, the, what you get back from it, from the other um, – the taxpayers, as well as the other volunteers, everybody jumps in and helps each other out tremendously. And there are jobs to be done that don't require you to know anything about taxes because we have, like Jackie mentioned, we scan in their documents into a secure site. You can scan without knowing anything about taxes. Mm-hmm. Um, you can greet people at the front door with a, with a little bit of training from Jackie. So there's something for everybody. Excellent. And I know that there are some free resources that uh, people might want to be aware of. Can you share those with us, Jackie? If people are finding themselves maybe in the midst of needing to file taxes, maybe they're not quite, not quite in that bracket, uh, that income bracket that you're, you've mentioned, what assistance is available? Sure. So um, we have on our website, we have access to the a do-it-yourself software through My Free Taxes that goes up to seventy-three thousand in income. So, if someone wants to self-prepare, or they could also receive assistance nationally from national volunteers with that program, if their income limit is above our sixty-six thousand, that would be another self-prepare option for people. Excellent. Let's wrap this up by sharing with our listeners how they can contact you, get in touch. All those, all those uh, T's and uh, crossing the T's and dotting the I's here. So yes, how do we get in touch? Sure. So we have two options. You can go to our website at file taxes, the numeral for free dot org, and you'll find our service options at the bottom of the page for either 100% virtual, our in-person service, or as I mentioned, the do-it-yourself software. Uh, if you're not able to do that, you can call our information line, which is the 920-968-6044, some number, and someone will work through setting up an appointment for you. Excellent. Well, we've learned a lot here, and again, really thankful for the both of you for co- coming in today to talk more about uh, this p- program, VITA, again, through Goodwill, North Central Wisconsin, and uh, with United Way Fox Cities. Again, seeing these partnerships come together to help people is, is always great. So thank you again to both you, Jackie, and you, Leanne, for being here today thank you thank you all right we'll take a short break we'll get you our forecast and it's women who wow us coming up next on whby
good afternoon and welcome back to Focus Fox Valley. We are bringing you yet another chapter of our Women Who Wow Us series sponsored by Colossal Toyota. We're celebrating Women's History Month and introducing you to women in our community from all different areas, all different backgrounds. But the one thing that we all have in common, these women are all doing great things. Things. It's our Women Who Wow Us segment, and today we are introducing you to Sharon Hulse. She's president, CEO of Employment Resource Group, but she's also an entrepreneurial coach, a business consultant, a speaker, an author, a philanthropist. Wow. I think it definitely encom- encompasses uh, when you hear more of Sharon's resume. And we're going to learn from Sharon today on, on her life, her motivations, and maybe some women who wow her as well. Sharon, good afternoon. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here. I'm so thrilled to have you with us, part of this exciting series, uh, Women Who Wow Us. And I think the easiest way to start is by learning more about you. Who is Sharon? Tell us more about yourself and maybe a little insight to your life. So as you mentioned, I um, own the executive search firm, Employment Resource Group, and I've been in the industry for 26 years. So um, long, long tenured in the industry. And that's unusual in our industry to have people who stay in as long as I have. But I absolutely love the impact and transformation we've been able to have on people's lives. Um, I am a mom. I have a 22-year-old college-age daughter. She is at St. Norbert, and that's probably my favorite vocation is being Katie's mom. So um, born and raised on a dairy farm and and just um, found Appleton kind of by a fluke, and I just absolutely love calling it home here. Wow. A lot to unpack there in in your life, and I want to ask about what motivates you. You mentioned being a mom. Is that number one? What also motivates you in life? So I think as you grow in your career, you grow in your life, a lot of things motivate you over time. Um, Certainly being Katie's mom motivated me, but probably being Katie's mom as a single mom motivated me more. Um, She was eight when I divorced, and I knew... um, at that moment, that if Katie was going to have the type of life that I really wanted to be able to afford her, I had to really work hard. So um, I, I would tell you that being a single mom from the time she was eight motivated me. Um, the willingness and desire to make not only our clients that we work with, their companies better, but candidates' life better, um, ha- having employees and, and having their families um, grow and thrive because they work at Employment Resource Group. There's a lot of things that I think motivate you through time. And, and we go through different phases in our life. And I think for me, um, the fun part is now that I'm getting closer to retirement, what motivates me is thinking about the next generation and building the succession plan of Employment Resource Group. Mm. I'm curious to hear more about your journey, uh, your employable journey, your professional journey in, in, in life, and, and maybe some of the hurdles or, or challenges that you faced over the years. Any, anything to share with our listeners about that? So no doubt. I mean, you can't be in business and not have faced challenges and hurdles. I would tell you that three recessions 9-11 and a pandemic might be a good place to start. Mm-hmm. I mean, most um, small businesses in our industry are no longer around. 
And I'm really always have been very blessed by great advisors who really helped us to get through a lot of that. We had, um, I've had tremendous mentors and sponsors who along the way um, have really helped us to figure out what are the next moves when, when, you know, your back's against the wall and and you don't know what to do in a recession or 9-11 or all the different things. Um, But no doubt, probably the biggest challenge in my life was um, I, when I was married, my husband, we were married three years, he fell 68 feet off the side of a concrete dam. And it really did change um, kind of everything I knew to be true overnight. And that, I don't think any of the other challenges have been nearly as hard as that challenge was as a, a newly wedded person who all of a sudden went from having a, a person who supported you and took care of you to realizing that all of a sudden, if it's meant to be, it's now up to me. Mm. Was that a turning point for you, Sharon? For sure. Mm. No doubt that I always said that as hard as that was, it 100% created who I am today. Um, I'm pretty resilient. Not much shakes me. And I think that it was from that moment on, no doubt my faith and just the ability to, um, you know, look to our Lord to say, okay, I hope you help me on this one because I'm not real sure what to do here. And and just, you know, listening and, and following, people come into your life and they lead a path. And if you, if you just pay attention and watch, it's amazing how you can get through anything. I'd love to learn more about what you've built professionally because you've kind of created Sharon's world, truly. And you help so many others find their passions as well. Take us to the early stages of your business and what it was like to kind of build that. Well, I will tell you, it has not been an easy journey. It really has been um, a challenging journey, one of which I've transformed as an individual. I think so much of when you're a young leader, you don't know what you don't know about leadership. And and I'll be honest, I was not a great leader in the beginning. I was um, all about accountability and about performance, and I really wasn't about kindness and care. Um, I have learned over the years, while we still have to be accountable to doing the things we say we're going to do, at the same time, um, we can do it with compassion and care. I've surrounded myself, finally, after, after many years of being in business, I've surrounded myself with an amazing leadership team, um, of which I'm incredibly proud. And I'm very proud of myself because as I go through this journey, I'm really learning to let go and let them lead. And they're doing just amazing work. So I would say that everything in life happens for a reason. And if you pay attention and, and look to the transformation and how it's, um, what it's saying to you as you grow through your career, uh, that's how people get their passion. I love today what I, what I do, and I love it as much 26 years later. But I love the people I do it with more because I've, I've learned to let go and let them really show me um, how to make the organization even better. You're listening to Focus Fox Valley and our Women Who Wow Us series here, sponsored by Colosso Toyota. We're talking and introducing you to Sharon Hulse. We're going to take a quick pause, and when we come back, more on Sharon's life and some of the women who wow her in her life as well. We'll take a break, come back with more of Focus Fox Valley right after this.
Once again, welcome back. It is Women Who Wow Us. We're talking with Sharon Hulse, President and CEO of Employment Resource Group, but a mom, as, as you mentioned, entrepreneurial coach, business consultant, speaker, author, philanthropist philanthropist and someone we are so happy to talk with here today. And, you know, Sharon, you're in a very interesting industry, especially in 2022. We are seeing, well, there are a lot of jobs out there. How is your work so important today? And how are you helping to connect people to the right career, their path in life, their passions, their happiness, as you put it on your website as well? So, you know, our business obviously is crazy busy. Everybody's hiring, um, but but internally we talk a lot. So we have um, companies that hire us to find them people, and then, of course, we have the, the candidates' lives of which we, we want to make sure that the career is a better move for them and all of that. So from a company perspective, we take very seriously a good or bad hire and the impact that they have within an organization. So we go to great pains even though it's crazy busy, even though we know that they would probably hire almost anybody, we still go to great pains to make sure that it is a good culture fit. I am a firm believer that it is not about skill set, it's about mindset. And the companies that have figured out that you hire for the right mindset and attitude and passion and not just skill set are the ones who are going to ultimately win the war of talent and be able to grow those people within the organization. From a candidate perspective, we realize that this is a, it's a really, really big decision to make a move. They could make a move almost anywhere at this point. But for us, it's really finding something that I think is what I have, and that's my life's vocation. When I got into this business, it didn't take long for me to figure out that this business was absolutely made for me. I mean, it fit my personality. It fit what I love to do, my special gifts, the things that I'm good at, all of that. And, and it created a wonderful career because I enjoy what I do every day, no matter what the challenges are. And that's what we look for for the candidates, too, is something that even through the challenging times, even though the company may have issues and things that they have to deal with and problems and, and critical thinking and all of those things, they still love it. And it still speaks to their life's vocation. What do you love about your work that drives you every single day? So I'll, I'll, I guess I'll answer that with a story. So um, I have a gentleman that I placed probably about 17 years ago. And when we went through the process, he just was really unsure if he wanted to make a move or if he should make a move. And I, I just knew in the fiber of my being that if he would take the risk, if he would take the challenge, it would be the right move for him. And I saw him at a restaurant not all that long ago, and he waves me over, and he and his wife are having dinner, and he goes, we're celebrating you, and I go, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, right. He goes, no, no, we, in, in essence, we really are. He said, today I announced my retirement, and he said, here's the thing. You are the only person, when I went through that process, that 100% believed that I could do that job, including me. I just wasn't sure if I was really up to the challenge of that role. He said, you believed in me. You put me in a place where I was be able to create wealth, and therefore now at an early age I'm retiring. So in essence, we are celebrating you. Those stories, and I hear those stories all the time of the life transformation, the belief in people, um, that's what keeps me going every single day because that's what it's about. Mm -hmm. It's about getting people to happy, getting companies to happy. If we do that, we 100% are successful and we can, you know, for me, that's the legacy. It's getting 
our community, through the not-for-profits. It's getting companies to the point where they are much more robust, and therefore we have a, a much more magnanimous community because of the work we've done. That's such an important point, though, too, Sharon, because I think, if anything, we all can maybe sit with or resonate with someone in our life who gave us a positive moment or encouraged us. No matter where we were in life, that positive moment or that encouragement can be can mean everything, can mean everything. So I want to flip this, Sharon, and maybe ask, who was that for you that gave you that encouragement? Um, anyone in your life that has helped you to be who you are today? Well, I would tell you there's probably a million people that I could name. Mm. Um, early on, no doubt it was my mom. Um, and, I, and I say that because I was born and raised on a dairy farm, and my mom and dad worked side by side. Um, and, and I watched them grow something that was very small into something that was quite large, and they did it 100% together, and they had a fabulous marriage. And to this day, my mother is the type of person that she's probably the one person in my life that never gets a, lets me get away with anything. She just calls it out like it is. So, And I love that about her because she keeps me grounded in, in the fact that I'm still a, a small-town farm girl from Wilton, Wisconsin, right? Um, no doubt I've had a lot of mentors and, and sponsors and coaches and things throughout the years. I mean, Joyce Bidoff um, was, was probably an early influencer for me, and I have no idea why she chose me. Um, but she was such a gift for me um, when she was alive to just we, we'd meet for lunch three days a week, and we would have the most amazing conversations about challenges I would have. And instead of saying, which a lot of people do, good luck with that, she would actually give me advice. Mm -hmm. She would say, I don't know everything about it, but here's what I would do, which was so helpful to have that one person who did that. Kathy Seifert, Kathy Tierney, I mean, there's a million leaders in this community that if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be nearly where I am. And and men, too. I mean, John Bergstrom and and just um, an amazing amount of people that, through the grace of God and just their willingness to let a young girl ask really silly questions, um, it's been great, and, and we've been able to grow through all of it. So from where you sit today, Sharon, what would your advice be to to maybe a young woman listening who is in an uneasy spot, maybe unsure about their future? What would your advice be? So I would probably give them the same advice I give to Katie, and that is surround yourself with the right circle of five. You will emulate and be who your closest circle of five is. And if you surround yourself with the right five, you will live a magnanimous life and be amazing. And if you surround yourself with the wrong circle of five, you'll have just the opposite effect. So for me, I'm very picky on who my circle of five is, and I make sure that that circle of five lifts me up, inspires me, and um, makes me a better person every single day. Some great takeaways from our conversation here today, Sharon. Um, I'm so thankful you are here, but I do want to also ask you, do you think or can you think of any women who wow you, any, anyone who comes to mind in our community or across the country? So, well, there's across the country, there's a lot of women that wow me. And I, I look back, a lot of the women like Ruth Bader Ginsburg and some of those people, women who um, stood up and raised their hand before women were known to do that. There's certainly Rosa Parks. I mean, there's, there's that type of woman. Um, there's a lot of amazing women in our community. I would tell you that um, for me, 
Um, obviously, Katie's in my circle of five, but professionally, uh, Kathy Tierney, Kathy Seifert, um, Kim Underhill is is a great influencer. Mary Goggins from Encapsis, um, Donna Gale. All of these are women who um, we try to get together frequently. We all have a passion for wine, which is great. Um, and we'll have a, a glass of wine and just talk about what it's like to be um, a female leader. I mean, it it's a challenge. There's no doubt that that there's a stigma that goes with female leadership, and we're all aware of that. Um, and, but we also know that we don't we don't necessarily make decisions any different than our male counterparts would. It's just we have a stigma that that is related to that. Mm-hmm. So we talk a lot and lift each other up and and sort of hold firm on the fact that we're doing the right things, and we encourage each other to continue um, fighting the good fight because we know in the end. Um, if you if you think about that list of women, they're all wildly successful in what they do. Well, Sharon, we are so grateful for your wisdom today and for being part of this series, Women Who Wow Us. Uh, you wow us, and we are grateful for your presence in our community as well. So thank you, Sharon, for joining us here today and giving us some insight in well, life. Thank you so much, and um, I have a feeling you're a woman who wows as well. Thank you, Sharon. Sharon Hall's here today, a woman who wows us. And that has been another chapter of our story here. Keep joining us on Tuesdays and Thursdays to meet more women in our community who wow us. Brought to you by Colosso Toyota. We'll take a break. We'll come back with some final thoughts here on WHBY. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.